back for the July forecast. How are you doing, Amy? I am doing awesome. How are you? I'm good. We survived the June transits. Yep. Mostly. Sort of. Uh, someone on social media contacted me. She was like, I don't know if I'd call it surviving. I feel like I kind of slid into home. Yeah. <laughs> like barely making it. Like just like fingertip on the uh, on the base kind of shit. Like, yeah. But, but I'm there. I made it. Yeah. That's that's the important thing. I I had a crazy I had a crazy experience with uh, when Mars was opposite Pluto. Because I had, in when I looked at my transits, there was stuff like, you know, sun square Pluto, Mercury square Mercury. And I was like, I'm not going to work that day. Like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, we're, we're having to deal with all of this stuff. And then like in my, you know, like personally how it was affecting me, I was just kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this. And like June 19th, like there was just stuff that came up at work. And it was really just like, okay. I I have to do this right now because there's a deadline and whatever. Mm-hmm. And the person on the other end of this is really just not happy with me. Yeah. And I was so impressed because like once I just stepped away from it, it was like this doesn't have anything to do with me. Yeah. There was like s- there was so much progress that was made in a super short amount of time. And that like bled over into the next day where I was just like it felt like I was just killing it in all the things. And I was just like, this is proof of how you never know how astrology is going to hit. Like, it gives you the landscape of like, it's going to be rainy and rocky. So bring an umbrella and an SUV with you to navigate these transits. But like, and so I was I was prepared for it. And I just kind of, you know, mentally got in that place of like, I'm going to be dealing with a lot of stuff where people just aren't aware and people are going to be angry with me just because of what is going on this month. And I was I knew that people weren't going to be happy with me. And and because I was able to just take a step back, it worked out spectacularly. This is why we do astrology. (laughs) This is why we try to learn about it, because it can help you navigate your life. So with that, I say we start talking about the July forecast because that story that started to play out in June is continuing into July. I can't wait. (laughs) Here we go. We're actually recording this on June 21st, which is the solstice. So the sun just went into cancer today. So happy summer solstice, everyone. By the time you hear this, it will be long gone. I hope your solstice was awesome. And I also hope that you had a great Pride Month as well. Um, So we are kicking off July with Mars moving into Leo. Thank God. (laughs) Why is that good? So let's do a let's kind of do a recap of June. So June, we had Mars in Cancer. And Mars was not very happy there. And I look at it as that, you know, he went into Cancer and Cancer was like, okay, you have to go to the art room and make a vision board and really explore your emotional world. And Mars wasn't really too happy about that. And then like, a little bit later, he had to go to a group therapy session with the South Node and Saturn 
and Pluto. And he wasn't too happy about that either because he was in a weakened condition and he was a bit defensive. Um, that all happened this past week because, like I said, we're recording this on the 21st. So I had a lot of people contacting me being like, it's so intense right now. So I don't know. Did you experience any of the intensity? Oh, my goodness. All of the intensity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Old wounds and feelings like came bubbling up to the surface, like old triggers. Yeah. That um, I thought had been dealt with, but I guess, you know, they Mm -hmm. still needed that last little bit of spit shining to it. So it was a little rough, but good yeah that's that's the saturn to me that's the saturn pluto thing it's kind of like uh here's the scythe i need you to go in and cut away a little more and here's pluto and i'm gonna make you dive a little deeper for me it was a lot of it was a lot of boundary setting Mm, and mm -hmm. really recognizing other people's stuff yeah, I feel that too. Yeah. And like mine had a lot to do with work mm. where it was just kind of like, okay, I'm realizing that this other person is probably not really aware of what's going on and I'm not going to internalize that. I'm just going to answer the question and set the boundary and like my internal stuff was like, I don't have to internalize other people's junk. I can just recognize like that's your that's that's your junk over there that's it's not mine and it's not yours to have to figure it out or think about it or mull over yeah or fix yeah so it was it was kind of it was a pretty and that's just I mean that's just one example but yeah it was it was like it was it really was there was like a day or two of like an intense deep dive of like oh this is some old stuff And Mars is how we take action. And with him being in the uh, emotional world, it's kind of like, okay, so this is really like an internal workings thing. And, you know, I had kind of told everybody, you might be angry, you might be frustrated, don't take it out on everyone around you. I I went to the gym every day. (laughs) (laughs) Took it out on those machines. And I never did so well on on the elliptical trainer. (laughs) But yeah, so that's that's kind of what that was like. But now it's July 1st and Mars has entered Leo. Leo is a masculine sign. Leo is a fire sign. And, you know, Mars is a masculine planet and, and fiery. So he's really at home with Leo. And his cycle is like six weeks. So he gets to hang out in Leo's mansion for like six weeks. Leo sees the potential in everything and everyone. Like when I think of Leo, that's that's what I think of. And I was trying to think of uh, like a person that I could relate to this. And the first person I thought of was Barack Obama because he is a Leo son. And think of the campaign slogan. Yes, we can. So it's now Mars is in Leo, and Leo is just kind of like, yeah, I know, you probably went through a lot of shit with cancer, and, you know, you've really got to see the potential of, of you know, what you learned and what you can do now. Yes, you can, Mars. And so Mars is like, yeah. <laughs> so Leo's basically telling him, he's got the tools, like, just go with it, do it, man. Yeah. 
Shit or get off the pot. <laughs> yeah. And, you <laughs> know, and Mars is feeling word. pretty good. You know, Mars is like, yeah, I've had some meat. I've had a couple of beers. <laughs> you know, I'm feeling, feeling pretty good now that I'm, you know, hanging out in a mansion that I feel better about. But as the universe would have it, <laughs> Mars is feeling pretty good now. But on July 2nd, we get a solar eclipse. It's eclipse season. So we get a solar eclipse in Cancer on July 2nd, and then we get another eclipse on July 16th, which is a lunar eclipse, and that happens in Capricorn. Why are eclipses big deals? Back in the day, (laughs) a solar eclipse was seen as malefic because... It's in the middle of the day, and now it's dark. Who upset the gods? Like, it was, it was that sort of thing. And now we know, like, oh, you know, that's what happens. Like, the moon gets in the way of the sun, and the sun is like, hey, stop stealing my thunder. So eclipses are intense, and they're like a portal, if you will, a doorway for you to have an opportunity to go through. If you want to take it. If you want to take it. Yeah. If. That's the thing with all of this. I know sometimes people feel like an urgency of like, oh, this is my last chance to do something. No, it's not. There's going to be another cycle that comes around and you can do whatever then. My idea with the eclipses is that with everything that we went through in June... And June was really up and down. We had like all this stuff with Mars, but then we were having like, you know, all of this kind of cool stuff happening with like Venus and Neptune and Venus and Jupiter. So it was kind of like, we, I see possibilities. Oh my God, I feel like hell. And now we've got these eclipses coming in and being like, hey, how about a new story? It's there for you if you would like to participate in it. And sometimes participation is just acknowledging that something has changed. That can just be the first step. The eclipses are happening on the Cancer-Capricorn axis. Capricorn is I use. It's about raw material. It's about building. It's about climbing the mountain. Cancer is I feel. Cancer is the nurturing. Cancer is the mothering. Cancer on the lower vibration can be needy and defensive. But even that has its merit. So with all of the stuff that happened in June, there's a story that played out. And now we have an opportunity for a new story. Because with the solar eclipse, we also get a new moon. We get a new moon in Cancer. The moon is at home in Cancer. So this is uh, this is an emotional thing. I mean, eclipses are kind of like they're high energy and they can be highly emotional. But for me, with the way with I look at the whole like I use and I feel thing, it's like a we can have the opportunity to look at what we've built, understand how we feel about it, or at least check in with how we feel about it. It's kind of like art. You can have this wonderful feeling and this wonderful idea. But if you don't have the raw materials to make the art, how are you going to make it? That's Capricorn. And Capricorn is saying, I have the raw materials. But if you don't have any feeling 
to put into this. You're not going to know what to do with it or it's not going to turn out the best. Yeah. It's going to, it won't have a soul. Yeah. It'll just be kind of empty. Yeah. It won't have a soul. It'll be, you know, it'll, it'll be an empty shell. So that's kind of what we're dealing with with at least this is this is my interpretation of what we're dealing with with the eclipses so the solar is on july 2nd the lunar is on july 16th so the moon the moon cycle is only two and a half days so the moon and cancer works its way down back down to capricorn and the sun is shining bright on the moon and then, what is it? It's the Earth that gets in the way <laughs> and blocks out the sun again. So the sun is just like, dude, <laughs> stop stealing my thunder. But that's, you know, that's the emotional side asking the, you know, so with the solar, it's like, what have we built and how do we feel about that? And then, you know, and then when it gets down into Capricorn, it's going to be, how do you know how do i feel about what i'm what i'm building what is the purpose of what i'm building do i want to start over do i want to just change what it is so that's that's the conversation that's happening with these solar eclipses at least that's my interpretation of it or maybe you'll finally just become comfortable with what you have built you There's, know, maybe you work your you you've worked through those feelings, and you're just like, yeah, I'm pretty okay. I'm at home here. Yeah, I believe there definitely can be that too, especially with everything that we went through in June. Because that's kind of like how I'm feeling right now. Is just like, yeah, I've I've got this. This is this is gonna be cool. So with what you were saying, like with what you went through in June, mm-hmm. it was kind of like there were a lot of things that you felt that you had gotten through, but you needed to spit shine some of those yeah, things. Yeah. So now you've spit shined them so, and you're yeah. and you're looking back at what you built and you're going like, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty badass actually. Yeah. So uh, so eclipses can do that too. And you're still walking through the portal though, because then you can be like, okay, so what next? Capricorn is that little goat trying to get up the the hill, you know, or the mountain and so now it's kind of like, what next? What what next level can I take this to? So there's that aspect as well, you know, capitalizing on what you've already got. In between the eclipses, a couple of things happen. <laughs> I so, love that laugh. First off, we've got our favorite Mercury retrograde on July 7th. Oh, I love Mercury retrograde. <laughs> No, seriously, whenever Mercury retrograde comes on, I'm just like, bring it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have a Virgo ascendant, right? Yes. Yeah, see, you've got the Mercury ruler there. So I'm a Virgo sun, so, and I'm in the last decan of Virgo, and it never fails. Every time there's a Mercury retrograde, I'm that person that's like, yeah, I'm trucking through the Mercury retrograde. I'm doing pretty good. Up, oh, nope. <laughs> the last week is usually just like, you know, stupid stuff happening. I think Mercury retrogrades are good in a sense because when a personal planet goes retrograde, it's just giving us an opportunity to review stuff. And with what we went through this past June, it might not be such a bad idea to like, because he like went into Leo for like a hot minute. And Leo is very inspiring to Mercury. But now Mercury is like slowing down and like, uh, I need to go and revisit some stuff. I need to make sure that what this inspiration is, is like, has the right drivers to it. 
And on July 8th, Mercury is going to meet up with Mars again. So remember when Mars and Mercury met up before? They were like, Mercury is amplifying Mars. And Mars was like, you know, this time, like, it sucks. Well, now they're going to meet up in Leo. So how I envision the amplification to be is like, I know what I need to do now. (laughs) I'm going to go do it. And Mercury is going to be like, yeah, you... You do that. I'm going to go revisit some stuff. I just, I need to check over the data. I downloaded a lot of data while I was in cancer. And I just want to, I just need to check a few things. I'll be right back. <laughs> do a little quality assurance. Yeah. And, you know, there. I think in June there was a lot to process. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. So, uh, and then in September, there's going to be another Mercury-Mars conjunction and that's going to be the third part. So when these things happen like this, it's kind of like the beginning, middle, and end. So we had the beginning in June. We get the middle, like right here in July. And then we get the final part of the trilogy, if you will, <laughs> at in September. So mm. we'll worry about that in September. Yeah, but just know Mercury's going to go retrograde. Set your alarm early. <laughs> you know, your Make toaster's sure going to blow up. Are paid. Yeah, make sure your bills are paid. Make sure your computer's backed up. You know, don't flip out. Like, it's, breathe. Yeah, it's it's gonna be fine. And then on July 9th through the thirteenth, so the sun, yay, the sun went into Cancer today when we're recording this. But on July 9th through the thirteenth, the sun has to deal. So the so the sun had a solar eclipse on July second. Then on July 9th, the sun is going to be dealing with the south node, Saturn, and Pluto. Any planet going through, and all the personal planets will by the end of this month, when they go through Cancer, they have to deal with the south node, Saturn, Pluto opposition. It's just the rules. It's just how it's working out. So everything that Mars and Mercury went through, now the sun has to go through. So what does that mean exactly for us? The sun represents our sense of self. So like when your son, like, you know, I say I'm a Virgo sun. So Virgo is my sense of self. Uh, but just in general, the sun is our sense of self. And the sun is leadership. It's kingship. It's seeing the potential. It's, 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 just, it's just our, it's our sense of self. First off, the sun being in cancer, what does that look like? Cancer is the great mother so very nurturing, very mother-like. Think of with cancer being a cardinal sign, the start of something. It is the start of summer. So the sun being in cancer is kind of like we feel the warmth on our skin. We feel the, it's the time of the harvest too. There's like a sense of bounty. So I would say that the sun feels pretty good right now. But now it's going to come into opposition with Saturn. And like I said, all of this happens between like July 9th and July 13th. Sun opposite Saturn. Saturn kind of dampens the sun a bit. It's kind of like being at work. (laughs) And it's a beautiful summer day. And you're stuck inside looking out the window. Yep. And you're stuck inside because you have to work. Because Saturn wants you to work. You have bills to pay. You have teeth that need brushing. You have vegetables that need to be eaten, you know, and 
you know, cancer's okay with this. Cancer being the, the nurturing archetype that it is, it's fine. But with the sun being like our sense of self, it might be kind of like a, there might be some like ego stuff, like it might bust a hole in your ego. Or there just might there just might be a damper put on things for whatever reason. It really depends on where cancer is in your chart. We're just kind of speaking generally. So if you can figure out where your chart, uh, where cancer is in your chart, that's going to just kind of tell you like where you may have this dampening effect. Kind of pinpointed for you personally. Yeah. Uh, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you may be kind of like, Meh, I have to do things. But it also might be bringing light like, hey, you really need to get on this. Like you really need to, you know, it's kind of like you do this now. And then you can have fun later. Kind of like, bring to light the things that you've been putting off and yep. um, not necessarily taking as much care of or attention as you should be to it. Yeah. Whatever that may be. Uh, July 10th, uh, sun opposite the south node. You know, and again, the same thing that Mars went through. And Mercury went through like the, you know, what of the past needs to be let go. So when we're dealing with sense of self and also too, don't forget, we've got this story playing out with the eclipses of like, what have you built? How do you feel about it? Are you feeling pretty good about it? Great. If not, what are you doing to change that? What needs to be fixed? Yep. What needs Where to be? Where do you need to put the work into? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then on... July 13th, we get the sun opposite Pluto. I've come up with an, an image for really any of the planets that are going through this right now. The thought that I've had is, okay, remember an Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> well, yeah, it's me. <laughs> you, knew, you knew this was going to happen eventually. <laughs> so remember an Empire Strikes Back when Luke goes into the cave and Luke asks Yoda, what's in there? And Yoda says, only what you take with you. And he grabs his belt that has his lightsaber and whatever on it. And Yoda says, your weapons, you won't need them. And Luke, being the twat that he is, mm-hmm. takes them with him anyway. And what happens in the cave? Well, yeah. he Darth sees, Vader. Yeah, Darth Vader. And he raises his sa- he raises his lightsaber and strikes him down. And then what happens? He sees He's himself. He sees himself, and he sees, and that was like one of his fears. So, I've really been looking at these personal planets: Mercury, Mars, the Sun, and then eventually Venus. When they have to oppose Pluto. I keep seeing that scene in my head because it's just like you're going in, you know, you're going into the cave, you're going into the underworld, you know, what's down there, only what you take with you, you know, and what can sometimes be down there, what we fear most, but really there's nothing to fear, you know, you won't need except your weapons. fear itself. Wait, say that again? I said except fear itself. That's the only thing that you really need to be scared of. Yeah. It's fear holding you back. Yeah. You know, get out of your own way. And I, with Pluto, Pluto is all about power. And Pluto is also about like, you know, the psychic, psychological depths. 
So I feel like with the sun opposing Pluto, I feel like Pluto is going to be asking the sun, who did you give your power to? And what did you put your faith in that you probably didn't need to it's kind of like it's kind of like with Luke he put his faith in his weapons you know he didn't need them he didn't listen but you know and he took them anyway and he used them and he didn't need them it's kind of like what are you putting your faith in that you don't necessarily need to where are you giving your power to that is not worth your time so that's kind of how I look at the sun Pluto thing it's not necessarily I think these couple of days it's not necessarily going to be the the funnest time, but it's not going to be as like intense as, say, Mars, because Mars is a warrior and Mars wants to like, you know, get it on and fight. Yeah, Mars was kind of in, I don't know about you, but it was in my face a little. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I was like, whoa, buddy, can you take a couple steps back? Yeah. Well, when I th- when I think of Mars, I think of Aries. And, you know, Aries is like, you know, we go onward. I'm not going to think about anything. I'm not going to strategize anything. Just do the thing. Oh, wait, there's a wake of dead bodies behind us. I'm sorry about that. You know, and that that's kind of the Mars energy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, Mars can be intense with the sun and cancer. It's really going to be more about the sense of self that you have, the feelings that you have, you're going to have to, and with the eclipses happening, it's really just going to be about leaning into these feelings. So just a whole lot of soul searching. Yeah. And like, yeah. I mean, sun, diving into soul. those depths are going to be coming up. Yeah. And it's such an opportunity to walk through new doorways, you know, it's such a good opportunity to go into the cave without our weapons. Yeah, you know, it's a choose your own adventure this time, you know, <laughs> turn to page 65 instead of 72. You don't know what's out there. Yeah, that's going to happen July 9th through July 13th. Then on July 10th, so the same time when the sun is kind of dealing with the self node and stuff, Mars is going to trine Chiron. So trine is an easy flow of energy. And I feel like Chiron is going to be having a conversation with Mars saying like, I saw the shit that you went through back there in June. Whoa, (laughs) that was intense, man. (laughs) But you're in Leo now and you're flying through the air. You're just burning now. I think Chiron is going to be helping Mars out a little bit with the wounds because there is the easy flow of energy. Giving that power to kind of heal those. Yeah. Yeah. And if we think of who Chiron was in the mythology, he was a philosopher and he was a teacher. Uh, So I think this will be a, a teachable moment with Mars of like, I know you went through all that shit and I know you weren't happy about it, but look, let me tell you what you gained from it. And because there's that easy flow of energy there, um, Mars will be very receptive to it. It's not like when he was in a weakened position and being opposed by, you know, malefics. Kind of puts him on the defensive. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely on the defensive. I mean, being in cancer, I mean, cancer's a defensive it's a, it's a defensive sign, you know. I mean, think about it, it's the it, it's the great mother. Yeah, you know what do moms do? You know, you mess with their babies, they'll mess you up. <laughs> you know, so this I think will be he'll be more receptive to a teachable moment. 
The very next day, though, <laughs> I love Mars. <laughs> in true fashion, he squares Uranus, which is in Taurus. So with the Taurus is an Earth sign. Mars is in Leo, which is a fire sign. So I think scorched Earth. Mm. Like Uranus, <laughs> Uranus is like the, um, how does April Shaley describes Uranus as the spellbreaker or the hexbreaker. I don't know if she came up with that or if she got that from someone else, but I just remember hearing it from her. So kudos to her for that. But Uranus is kind of like, hey, yeah, Mars, you, uh, I see you're doing stuff and wanting to heal stuff. You need some uh, lightning bolts to go with that? I got plenty. And Uranus is kind of like, uh, Uranus is revelatory, revolution, mm-hmm. rebellion, with a square, it might be rebellion. And that's okay to rebel, and it's okay to do stuff. Just make sure that you're not a rebel without a cause. Mm-hmm. You know, Chiron, the day before, is trying to teach you something. What is it that you are fighting for, fighting towards, or what you want? What is your goal? What is the outcome? Yeah. And when you were in, when you were in that sunken place of cancer, what were you defensive about? Ooh. You know, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like what what was that old program that you were running that when Saturn came to you and said, I'm calling you on your shit, that you were like, fuck, no, you're not taking it from me, (laughs) you know, and Saturn's like, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to take that from you, (laughs) you know, or, you know, when Pluto was saying when Pluto was saying, you know, these are your deep, dark depths and this is what you've got to deal with and this is your trauma and this is your crisis. And you were like, I ain't trying to hear that. (laughs) You know, you're not the boss of me. And Pluto's like, you're in my domain. Yes, I am the boss of you. You know, so what were you defensive about? So try to have that lesson from Chiron so that when the Uranus thing happens, when you're just kind of like, yes, I have seen the light that the cause that you're fighting for is actually the right cause. (laughs) And it's not just like, I'm going to do a thing because... It's a thing to do. Yep. <laughs> because I'm in Leo and I'm on fire. Like, try to be mindful. On July 16th, we get the lunar eclipse. And we kind of talked about that already. It's uh, Lunar eclipses are emotional. Um, there's really no way around it. And they're intense, just like a solar eclipse. And it's what we've been talking about with the... Cancer, Capricorn access. What do you build? You know, what do you use? What do you feel? Are you building what is in alignment with your soul? These are the questions that you might be asking yourself during this time. And the other thing, too, and you and I talked a little bit about this the other day, was what is the story that we've been telling ourselves? Mm -hmm. And what is the story we've been living? And I think it, I think you said, do you mean that maybe you've been living somebody else's story? Yeah. And I was like, oh. Like, you know, kind of like, because when you said that, it made me think, you know, just like generally, like a lot of it was society. You know, society tells you that you're supposed to act this way or do these things. And, you know, that's not necessarily the right thing for you as a person or you know in society the status quo isn't always the right thing anyways you know have you been living true to yourself or have you been living 
what you th- what other people want you to live or tell you how you're supposed to live. Like that's kind of how I took it. Yeah. I th- I think it's great that you say that because with the Saturn Pluto conjunction that we've got coming up next year, I mean, think about what Capricorn represents. Capricorn represents governments, institutions, structure. And with us asking the question of like, am I living somebody else's story because it's what has just been expected of me? Mm-hmm. Or do I break out of that structure and build my own structure and my own story that is connected to my soul and my feelings? And my purpose. And, and my purpose. We're seeing it in the news all the time. I don't want to get too political, but every but let's face it, everything's political. We're kind of seeing stuff crumble right before us. But by the same token, we're also seeing new stuff. We're seeing people wake up and we're seeing, uh, you know, new possibilities come about. Even though on a daily basis, it sometimes feels like, oh, my God, when does this fucking stop? So personally, we might be feeling that way as well. We're looking at the structure of our life and the structures we have in our life. How have we cared for them? How do we care? How have they cared for us? And is there anything that needs to change? Is there any new doorway that needs to be walked through? That That's some heavy shit right there. And we just went through <laughs> some heavy stuff in June. And it seems like July, it's just playing out even further. On the same day as the lunar eclipse, Venus... Venus moved into Cancer on July 3rd. So right after the solar eclipse, Venus jumped into Cancer. I really see Venus when she's in Cancer that she takes on like a matronly Mm -hmm. sort of feeling. Like because she is the feminine sign or whatever. More of the mother. Yeah. Or excuse me, the feminine planet. (laughs) Um, She kind of, yeah, she kind of becomes, you know, she she she's in her clamshell still. But, you know, she kind of takes on this motherly sort of vibe. This mother energy. And I say mother energy because let's face it, not all of us are mothers and everybody, no matter what kind of person you are, we all have masculine and feminine energy that we can use. So on the 16th, she's opposite Saturn. And Venus is all about beauty and comfort and art and value and love and sex. And well, actually, Mars is more about sex. Saturn is... Venus is more of the after-coitus cuddle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mars is definitely the, the, the passion. <laughs> but, um, but Saturn, you know, being cold and dry and kind of a curmudgeon, they're sitting across from each other. And I feel, I feel like it's more... But it's not like, it's not like hostile. It's not like Mars and Saturn. Where, you know, we already talked about how, like, Mars was intense. This doesn't have the intensity to it. To me, it has more of a grounding energy. Like, they're kind of coming to the table and they're they're making their negotiations. They've done all the screaming and crying. They've thrown their temper tantrums. Yeah. Now they're ready to just sit down at the table and talk like some fucking adults, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And I feel like Venus and Cancer is going to be telling Saturn, I know your job is to make sure that we stay in line. But I can't have you not feeling anything. And I think Saturn will be saying, yeah, girl, I hear you. I just need you to be a bit more solid in your belief in yourself. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's, so to me, it's an opposition, but I feel like they're going to have a good conversation. Venus is ruled by Libra. Libra wants to cooperate. Like Venus is very cooperative. So, you know, Mercury went through and he was just like, I'm going to collect all the data for you guys. I'll be back. And Mars was just like, I hate every last single one of you. <laughs> and I'm going to fight with you. And then the sun comes through and is just kind of like, well, I'm just here. Oh, wait, you mean, oh, I think my feelings might be a little hurt, but I can get through it. And Venus kind of comes through and it's just kind of like, you know what? She's like, I ain't, I ain't trying to argue with you. <laughs> I'm going to sit down and I'm going to listen to each and every one of you. I will listen to the Saturn. I will listen to the South Node. And I will listen to Pluto. And she's going to be like, let's come to an understanding. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's it's kind of like kissing the boo-boo of all that transpired in June and then the upset with these eclipses. Which is a very motherly thing to do. Yes, very much so. So, you know, Saturn is going to say, this is where you need some boundaries. And Venus is going to say, yeah, and this is where you need a little bit of love. Mm -hmm. Stop being so damn hard on yourself. And with Pluto, again... You know, we see, I, I still get the image of, of the cave and Empire Strikes Back. But I think Venus will be like, oh, I don't need my, you're right, I don't need my weapons. And she'll just go down there and be like, so what's up? <laughs> Venus is if Leia would have been in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ven- yeah, that's that's actually really good. I like that. Ven- uh, Venus is Leia. Um, and I feel like she can interface with Pluto. I think Pluto will be like, I'm just kind of checking in with you. Did you give your value and did you give your power to anybody that didn't deserve it? You know, and it might be yes, it might be no, it might be maybe it'll give her something to think about. But it's but to me, it just feels like it's more of an even exchange. And it's kind of a Venus has an opportunity to go a little deeper. And I don't think she's afraid to do that and I think with like her being in this sign of like nurturing and whatever and let's not forget the defensiveness there could be some defensiveness there could be some I'm not I don't want to hear that I'm not listening you know there could be some of that or you're not ready you feel you're not ready yeah. But are you ever, honestly, ready for stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, that's why that's why we have, like, Saturn and Pluto and Mars and stuff. I mean, they're kind of the ones that just come in and, like, I'm going to make it happen, you know? So I feel like with this, though, it, it'll be, let's face it, it's going to be a nicer exchange <laughs> than what happened with Mars. So I look at her as kind of like the... um. She, yeah, she's the hug and the kiss after, you know, 
all of the boo-boos have happened from from June and the eclipses. So that's the 16th, 17th, and the 21st of July. Uh, the 16th, she's opposite Saturn. The 17th, she's opposite the South Node. So again, that's just the what do I really value? What needs to leave me? What needs to stay with me so I can move forward? And then on the 21st, she's going to be opposite Pluto. On July 25th, uh, Mars is trine Jupiter. This is really good. I'm so happy to see Mars in like easy flow of energy with planets. <laughs> oh, So Mars and Leo really getting stuff done, comes into interface with Jupiter that's in Sagittarius. Who is Sagittarius? Sagittarius is the uh, adventurer and truth seeker. So with Mars being in Leo with this, you know, yes, I can attitude, (laughs) Jupiter is going to be like, hey, you know, you want to go on an adventure? Yeah, keep going on the adventure you're on and hey what's what's your truth what truth did you find in all of these things that you've been through what did chiron have to say what did uranus have to say like what is what is the truth that you're finding in all of this and how do you expand on that so you can continue to take action so you're like it's giving you your review up to now yeah like this is everything that went went down what's next Yeah. And Jupiter is that expansive planet that hands out presence. Uh, It can also hand out anxiety, (laughs) depending on uh, like, you know, like Jupiter and the moon can be kind of uh, can can, kind of cause some anxiety. But Mars and Jupiter, I mean, Jupiter is a benefic, you know, it's happy planet like Venus. Venus and Jupiter are the benefics. So it is a benefit Think of it that way. So Mars is benefiting from this trine of like, you know, getting getting deeper into the truth, getting deeper into the adventure, like just understanding things better. And then on July 31st, Mercury stations direct. And we're like, yay, the toaster isn't going to blow up anymore. Woo, I won't be late for work. There won't be any car accidents. Woo. Well, there will be, but, you know, that takes us to the end of July. There doesn't seem to be as much craziness as June. There's there's not. And again, Maybe I was a little more deeper, but not as like much. Yeah. I mean, with the eclipses, it's kind of like, whoo, <laughs> there we go. That's enough. <laughs> um, and I really wanted to focus on that because I was seeing a story unfolding. Yeah. With all of it. I think I talked to you about this, too, prior was that I was looking at June, like, and I'm sorry, I'm going to use Star Wars references again. How dare you? I know, right? It's what true love is, is (laughs) knowing the Star Wars references. I'm sorry to anyone who's listening to this. They're like, what's Star Wars? (laughs) But um, so June is like a new hope. Because we started off June with like, yeah. Wide-eyed innocence. Yeah, like things were pretty cool. We had that sexy Venus transit, you know, and... And then, like, you know, Mars just, like, everything just kind of went, Rawr! and it was like, what the hell happened? And we even kind of talked about it as being the hero's journey, mm-hmm. which is what A New Hope is. Yeah. You know, you take a farm boy, and then by the end of it, he's a completely different person. Yep. 
And then we get to July, which is kind of like the Empire Strikes Back. I mean, from Jump, yeah, we've got the solar eclipse, which is basically, and like if there's any steps that anyone takes, it's simply acknowledging like something has changed. I have new information, or ha- I have an I have a new way of feeling, thinking, being something. Yeah. Like something has changed in the Matrix slightly, or in a big way, depending on how this affects your personal chart. Think about the Empire Strikes Back. That's kind of like when everything went down. Yep. And that was, and like we're talking about with the Pluto stuff, that was Luke going further and deeper into his training. And that was him going further and deeper into who he was as a person. You know? So in the hero's journey, that would be um, his uh, descent into the underworld. Yeah. Basically to um to learn about his demons and what those actually are. Yeah. And I mean the I always feel like the hero's journey is just something that we're constantly in play with. Like it's constantly on a cycle. Oh yeah, I don't know. think it ever stops. Yeah. And so so that's why I think of July as kind of like the Empire Strikes Back. It's kind of like a you know like okay, things have changed in the matrix and now we're using all of the information that we got from June to try to figure out what the hell are our next steps? Like, who am I becoming in this journey? And then we get to August and August is going to, we're going to have our first lunation where it's, there's not an eclipse. Uh, But that's kind of like a, I haven't looked too much into the transits yet, but I get the feeling that it's going to be like Return of the Jedi, where it's like, it's the redemption story. I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we don't really have a choice. <laughs> we're just we're just down here while the planets keep spinning. I know, but I'm just rooting for it. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Come on, yeah. bring it. So that's just kind of how I'm seeing it, seeing it right now. I mean, we'll see how things play out in August. Like I said, I haven't really looked too deep into August yet. But for right now, that just kind of feels like where we're at, where it's just kind of like, you know, oh, yeah, we're living our lives, doing pretty good. Oh. <laughs> oh. What happened? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just, and then it's like the, okay, this has changed. And then we get that, dis- then we get that disruption of like, okay, what does this really mean? What is, you know, this, the the structure, the self, the feeling, all of it, like, what does it all mean? Am I changing it? Am I keeping it? Am I, you know, capitalize? What am I doing with it? And, you know, with Mars being able to take the action that he has this month with uh, Chiron, Uranus, and Jupiter, uh, I think the actions that we will be taking will be driving us more towards healing ourselves. And, you know, with him being in Leo, you know, maybe healing our ego a little bit. <laughs> you know, Leo. What? Leo Leo's very proud of his, his hair. We don't have yeah. egos. What yeah. are you talking about? And I mean ego isn't a let's let's face it, ego isn't a bad thing. No, ego is not what, at all. Yeah. Ego is what like Some keep, people could use a little bit more ego. Yeah, some people could use a little bit more ego, some people could use a little bit less, but let's face it, it's the thing that gets you up in the morning to make sure that you like keep going. <laughs> so there we have it. I think we have July. How are you feeling? Feeling good. How are you feeling? 
exhausted. <laughs> but we've got to pull our cards, so I think it's time that we do that. Ooh, this is one of my favorite parts. So now we're at the part in the show where I pull some cards. And today I'm using the Smith Rider Weight deck. And we're just going to do a quick past, present, future. So where we were before we came into July, where we are in July, and then the possibility of July. So the first card I'm going to pull is, hey, this is so awesome. Look, it's Knight of Wands. Remember in the June episode? Our future was Knight of Wands. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Dun, dun, dun. I'm flipping out. So we said last month, we said that the Knight of Wands was going to be our future. That when, by the time we got to July, we were going to be in this position of like, okay, Mars is in Leo. Let's move onward. So <laughs> here we are. So here we are. Knight moving of Wands. onward. <laughs> And then, oh my God, that is so crazy. How did I do that? It's like magic or something. Something <laughs> weird. <laughs> so our task in July. Sorry, just shuffling them a little more. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is four of wands. A lot of wands going on. Yeah, fire, Mars, fire, Leo, fire. Um, I mean, those eclipses are in water and earth. You know, four of wands is, it's celebration. And it's kind, and it's looking back on things with like a, uh, with a sense of warmth. But it really is, it's, um, I don't know if you can see it from all the way over there. But you see these two maidens, and they're holding up these these flowers. Okay, that's just really weird that you said that, because I was literally just going to ask you, what is the imagery on the card? Because I couldn't remember. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's two maidens. They're holding up a bouquet of flowers. The Four of Wands makes, like, this um, pergola, if you will. And they're standing in front of a castle, and... The oh, this is great because the one is like got a blue drape and the other one has like this earthy red drape. Ooh. So, yeah. To me, this to me this kind of speaks to the eclipses. Yeah. Is to like, you know, what is the what is the feeling tone of what we have built, and. You know, the, the eclipses aren't bad. We can, you know, we can celebrate what we've built. Even if you've decided to move on from it, it's something that you can celebrate. You fucking built it. <laughs> you yeah. know? You did a thing. Hooray. You did a thing. Yes. So, the, and to me, too, this is kind of representative of, like, the summer. Of, like, even though all of this stuff is going on, and all of that stuff happened in June, 
we still have to take time to celebrate. It's very easy to get bogged down and like, oh, astrology just tells me bad, sad things. And it's like, yeah, it does. But it also tells you good things. It kind of tells you like, hey, this is how you can get your shit together. Or, hey, you've got your shit together. Now you can move forward. <laughs> so, yeah, four of wands. Right on. Enjoy enjoy your July, everyone. Eclipses and all. <laughs> Party. And then the final card will be, again, I'm going to, oh, one flew out. We oh, know it did. Means. Okay. We know what that means. It wants to be seen. Page of Swords. Ooh. Always, we got a court cards going on, too. Page of Swords, Messenger. We end with Mercury going direct. Mercury is the messenger. Mercury is communication. And yes, and Mercury is also thought. And Page of Swords, swords are air, swords are thought. So at the end, we will be delivered a message. Now, Page of Swords, I know in some decks... He can kind of be like, um, like Mercury is the trickster. The Page of Swords can be a trickster too. So while you're going through all the stuff, whether it be good, whether it be bad, whether it be celebration or no, there will be like this message that will be delivered at the, at the end uh, be mindful of it. I'm not saying that you're going to run into a used car salesman. <laughs> you might. But really, I don't want to put like an I don't want to put a negative spin on it. I think I think that by the end of July, we will we, the message will be clear. And then we'll be going into August with the redemption story. So with that. I think we're done. You have any you have any thoughts on the reading at all or any thoughts on what's happening this month? No, I'm just excited to see how it all plays out. Yeah, me too. I'm actually I'm actually really excited about it. You and you and I were just talking off mic about how all of this stuff is it might be kind of tumultuous, but it's also exciting at the same time. Yes. And uh, what did you say for every, like for every bad thing, there's a there's a good thing. Happening? Well, yeah. Well, it's science. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So, like you know, in the times when everything in the news is just terrible, and I just want to cry, you know, I just have to remind myself that you know. For every bad thing, there's something amazing out there that I'm not aware of, that I haven't heard about, but that gives me faith because I know that it's out there somewhere because it's fucking science. Yeah, I I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I, I do think that, you know, in these times, I think we do have to look for the good. And I think every day we have to practice gratitude on some level, even if yes. it's just like, I'm grateful for this cup of coffee right now. I'm grateful that I have air to breathe and, you know, a little food on my table. Like sometimes it's just the most simplest things that you have to find gratitude in. But eventually you'll find more and more. Yeah. And, you know, we've. it's kind of like that thing where it's like you don't notice a yellow car. 
and still you start looking for yellow cars and then, and then you're you like see. yeah and then that's all you see they're like there's yellow cars everywhere so it's kind of like if you can shift your gratitude lens towards the things that um you know, towards the things that are, are good in life, no matter how small they are. Yeah. And yeah, it's still good to be aware of what's happening out there. That's really important. But don't get bogged down by yeah, it. Don't get bogged down by it. Be in a position where, you know, like, like with the tarot reading, we're moving forward. There are things to celebrate and all of this craziness. And there there is a message to be heard. All we really need to do is listen. Yep. So with that, I'm going to say July is good. Thank you again for being here, Amy. Of course. Thank I, you for having me. Oh, God, not a problem. I, I appreciate our banter. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Take care, everyone. Au revoir. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and subscribe. For more information, please go to our website at somethinginthestars.com. Until next time, take care.